You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. All right, guys, so we're back with our under 35. Really, Coach Fiddler kind of uh, texted us on the side and got us rolling here with something a little different. This is technically the 35 and under academy here. So we're back with our second interview in this process. We've got Coach Amir Cromer, who is now at Lower Richland High School. He is the offensive line coach there. And I'm going to go ahead and let him dive into kind of his background from his playing days to his coaching days to where he's at now. So you can go ahead, Coach. Coach, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm from Newberry, born and raised. I played ball at Newberry High. Um, did a stint at Newberry College, and then I shortly got into coaching. But I played under uh, Coach Phil Strickland. I enjoyed being on his offense, and my offense line coach was Coach Hugh Mills, a great mentor to me now, great offense line coach. Uh, just being under uh, that offensive scheme was, was just amazing to be able to be a pulling guard and and, and and we really had fun. Coach Mills really let us play a lot of ball in high school. So uh, high school was great. I did a year at Newberry College, um, and then I, I, I fell in love with – well, I was already in love with the sport, with the game, and I realized uh, I, I wasn't going to be a one at, at Newberry. So I wanted to pursue my passion in another way, and I called Coach Strickland, and he sat me down for an interview and, and hired me on uh, a year after my uh, – freshman year of college at Newberry and I've been coaching at Newberry high since uh, 2019 here until this past April, uh, March, late March. And uh, just to be under Coach Phil Strickland was amazing. Um, To be under him as a player and then for him to hire me was just, it it was a true honor. I mean, Coach is a Hall of Famer and, and he's, he knows a lot of the game and um, it, it was just great to be, to be under his leadership and under Coach Cedric Jeter's leadership as well. Um, under Coach, Coach Strickland, I was a JVOC and a JV assistant for three years, and I, uh, my first varsity uh, position group came from Coach Jeter. He hired me uh, last year to do the defensive line. And just being under him and, and, and grasping his defensive schemes and the, the way uh, he, he coaches is, is great. It's awesome. Um, best of luck to those guys there at home. They they, they just got a big time hire. Um, I, I really look look forward to their future there at Newberry. Um, so that's a little bit of my background now. I'm at Lower Richland, and I'm, I'm more than excited to be on the Coach Taylor, Coach Hartness. I'm excited to learn from those guys, Coach Cornell. Um, just the environment, the culture there, man, it, it was just amazing. But that, that's a little bit about me and where. And where I am, and uh, thanks to God, that's that's my story right now. Awesome, Coach. So, you know, being in the low country my whole life, playing, coaching, the whole deal, I even knew about Coach Strickland and kind of that tradition that Newberry High has had. And, uh, you know, we've had Coach Taylor on, and we've had Coach Jeet on as well. And it sounds like you've worked for some hell of a coaches, man. So I know you're going to enjoy it over there at Lower Richland. 
So let's go ahead and jump into our first drive here. So the first one I got for you is something we're going to be asking almost all of these guys. Uh, Coach Neil Smith is who we had on last week at White Knoll. He had kind of a different situation to running some different things. So we're going to get kind of back into the nitty-gritty of actual, you know, coaching ball and a little bit less on the full combine scene. So for our first drive here, our question is going to be, who are a couple of your coaching mentors you've had throughout this journey? Oh, well, Coach, well, well first I got to start off with my uncle, uh, Coach Cornelius Cromer, assistant principal now. Um, he, he's truly, <clears throat> even as a as a young athlete, uh, I inspired to be like him and, and just the way he impacted the players he coached. And he's just he's just one of the few mentors that's, in, that's impacted me in my coaching career, I'd say. Um, uh, believe it, uh, believe it or not, Coach Matthew Bennett, and I say believe it or not, because uh, everybody hears his name, and I'm sure they think a good time. But uh, Coach Bennett's a, a really good guy, and he really looks out and he really pours into young guys, and I appreciate what he's done. Um, just as far as networking and clinic and and, and mentoring, um, Coach Matthew Bennett, I say, is is another one. Um, and I'd say Coach Jeter as well. Coach Jeter taught me a lot being under him. Um, that this this first year as a varsity uh, assistant, it was it was rough, but it was great. It was it was it was great. I learned a lot. He's a tough coach. Um, <clears throat> definitely uh, learned a lot of things. I'm going to continue to do, and definitely some things I won't be uh, here in my my coaching career. But I'm grateful for him, and, and those three guys are uh, my main mentors. And I can't mention uh, I can't forget to mention uh, Coach Hugh Mills. <clears throat> I can call him up anytime. And he might be watch, watching the hunting channel, but he'll he'll answer and we'll talk ball. So those uh, guys have been great uh, mentors to me so far in this in this career. Awesome, Coach. And I think one of the things that people who are listening to this need to understand is you never need to forget where you came from and those guys who brought you up to where you are, right? And like you just said, those guys that you can call kind of no matter what, they're going to answer your questions or just straight up talk ball with you. Uh, so kind of leading into our next little topic here is why do you think it's important for older coaches or even more experienced coaches to pour into less experienced coaches? Oh, man, I, I must say it's, it's super important because <clears> – excuse me. Um, it's, it's important because the the new school is, to me – just as good as the old school and the old school still has its perks and, and to me is a little bit better. So um, pouring into the two minds, um, I, I just think you just build something that's, that's unstoppable. Like the new school, the new, the new age coaching style and the, and the old school coaching style, rather than being at two separate entities, I'm all about what you guys are doing here. And, and that's bridging that gap. And, and pouring into the having the older guys pour into the young guys, um, just it, it enhances all aspects of the game, the knowledge, the culture more than anything. Um, I think the knowledge comes with experience and X and O's and X is, is just X and O's, but um, just the culture of the game and culture of here at South Carolina High School, like you, you can see another high school coach at another school that's an older guy and, and it's, it's love there and there's, um, it's a little bit of looking up to uh, inspiration there rather than 
uh, yeah, that's the old guys, and they just look at us like the young guys that's just here for opportunity. Nah, we we here to work just as much as the next man. Um, we we just can't help. We're, we we might look a little little flashy with it, but that's not what it's about. The the point is um, bridging that gap. Bridging that gap is, is what matters, and I think. What you guys are doing here is is a huge part of that, and what Neil is doing with the the combine is a huge help with that. Man, our network with with so many different coaches uh, working that combine, young and old. So uh, I, I just say it empowers the whole aspect of of South Carolina high school football here, um, and it, it makes the it makes it a better profession, and it makes it more welcoming and encouraging for others to join as well. Coach, I got to agree with you, and I think from you talking, uh, bridging the gap, we need to put that on some T-shirts, huh? We need to sell that thing, you know what I mean? Put it on the back <laughs> of the T-shirt, bridging the gap. Uh, and in all seriousness, it's all about uh, brotherhood, right? They always say the coaching profession is a fraternity, and it really is. And that's right. kind of what you see when you're young. You're kind of scared to talk to some of these older guys, more experienced, maybe uh, they're legends, right? And then you get, you know – in the circle with them and start talking to them and they start talking ball and you're like, man, you're awesome. Like you're easy yeah. to talk to, you know, learn anything from them. And once you know them, there's the, they're the mentors, right? You can call them up, text them if they text and, and figure out some ball, you know, that's right. But bridging the gap is a, a great, to me, a great point. That's why we're doing this, right. Is to one, keep our profession alive and to do it. So these kids can have a great time and learn how to be men. Right. So we'll go ahead, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back into our meat and potatoes of this aired out section. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead into our aired out section here, and we're getting kind of into that question that I really hope we get some different answers from guys, and Coach Cromer can't really control the other guys. He can only control his answer, but really interesting to, to hear what these guys say on this one, which is, what are you personally hoping to gain out of the 35 and under academy that you have been the inaugural class to? Oh, uh, coach, um, great question. Uh, I'd say the first thing is, is one, like I said, a, to be a part of bridging that gap, um, to, to be, to be a part of hosting, um, more opportunities for young coaches to co connect with old coaches and, um, young coaches, uh, ho hopefully putting more young coaches in the platform um, to not be on the stage, but maybe to see a little bit more behind the scenes of, of what the young co or older coaches get to do, get to experience um, as far as the Shrine Ball North-South game. Not saying, you know, be active in that, but just, you know, maybe the, the perk of getting to experience that, um, those opportunities like, like uh, you know, clinic, with each other, um, hoping to get a lot of networking out of this as far as building relationships, not just shaking hands and smiling faces, but really building relationships with some coaches um, and, and being able to f feel like this is a brotherhood here in South Carolina. Um, I, I see the American Football Coach Association did it. I did my research on it, and I see they're receiving stipends and whatnot. <laughs> I know, know South Carolina is always behind the oh, eight ball. Okay, okay, but, but all right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that that's where it is on their level. Uh, why why can't they get to that case here? Well, coach, um, it's almost like uh, 
you know, it's almost like some PD for us, right? In our profession. Exactly. I mean, that's right. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I'm not saying that it needs to be your master's program, but like you said, I mean, any little thing to help us out would be awesome. Come on, make, make us, make us want to be, continue to, to become an old head in this profession. Not, not even saying just give, 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 but the, the opportunities and the experiences, not only, um, it, it helps with the retention for our profession, sure. but it, it makes you want to be here. It builds the culture. It builds the atmosphere. Well, coach, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right here too. Like, I think this is one of these old head versus young guy discussions. Um, you know, everybody's got friends outside of our profession, but if you think about it in the education world, a lot of us do an amazing job and there's not really a um, motivation for that other than internally um, to where if you're the best construction foreman, you know what I mean? You're, you're killing it as a superintendent at 32 years old and really saving your company some money. They're going to give you a fat bonus. Right. So, uh, I mean, I feel like for us, I'm not saying it's the only thing to motivate us. It is all about the kids, but man, if there was a little, uh, little stipend or just a little something other than a thank you, that would be great for the guys who are really killing it in this profession. You said it best. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I was really hoping you would just say, you know, the free food and getting to come down here. I, is it is the All Sports Clinic down here this year or is it Greenville? It might be Greenville. I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, it's probably in Greenville. So just to wrap it up for you guys with this question, um, the 35 and Under Academy, the thing that we're interviewing for, these guys are all going to be together, you know, in one room for a full-day clinic at the all sports clinic uh for us in south carolina is in july it's kind of that like dead week right before practice and coach fiddler and those guys coach noonan and those guys have everything kind of organized um they have a great schedule for these 15 guys here in this academy and it goes over you know budgets funding you know like coach said some of the north south stuff and really gives these guys a chance to learn and network and grow and Coach Willis and I are actually honored. We're going to be a part of it as well. We'll just kind of be in the back, you know, being annoying, probably recording at some point, you know, doing some roundtable stuff. So that's kind of this under 35 academy that I keep talking about. Just want to remind people of that. So, Coach, we'll go on to the next one here. Um, If you could hang your hat, and this is kind of a broad question, I get it, but I put this in here for a reason. If you could hang your hat on being the best at something, one aspect of coaching, what would it be? Building relationships. <clears throat> That's what it's about. Building relationships with the kids, with, with your with the coaches, or with, with everybody you come in contact with. That, that's what it's about for me. All right, coach, I'll put you on the spot here. So um you've just, you know, not brand new, but you pretty much accepted a new gig at Lower Richland. Um, do you have any examples of maybe a way or somehow you start connecting with coaches on that staff and uh, maybe the players, you know, a part of that program? Yes. Yeah, so uh, instantly when I got the opportunity to, to come up to practice, I did. Uh, well, for well, well, open workouts, I did. Um, so I, I teach – I live in Columbia. I teach in Newberry, and I drive up to Hopkins – um, every every chance I get throughout the week um, when there's an opportunity to get there um, before spring ball, j- just to go, and, and I'm sure that's expected, but 
that's a lot of gas money. Sure. <laughs> uh, sure. That's a, that's a lot of gas money. Sure. Um, that's a lot of lot of time. So, and, and but but I'm already there I, every day. I, I tell my guys, hey, I might ask you your name ten times, but you gotta understand, I'm still in Newberry, and and it's fifty fifty right now. But but my, you know what I'm saying? I got kids there. I got kids here. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of time for us to build that relationship, and a lot of questions gonna be asked. And any any chance I get when my when we're not actually talking the game, I'm standing beside my guys asking them questions, uh, trying trying to find something about them that I can connect with and remember that specific kid. Um, and, and it's already starting. It's already starting to see. And I, I see one kid already got a nickname. Think tell me I look like Aaron Donald. So. I call him Michael Blackson, so I think we're pretty. Even, but, <laughs> that's no, funny. Um, that's funny just that, yeah, I'd say just just getting down there and, and building those relationships and just trying to go ahead and connect with those guys as soon as I can is, is a good example of that. Sure, and like Coach said, all all it, especially with the kids, the coaches it might be a little different, but um, with the kids, normally all it takes is one little thing, you know that that one little connection, whatever it may be that one little interaction where you're actually curious of what they do. Like I know something I try to do, not with every kid I've ever coached, but when I first uh, get to know them, I kind of ask them anything other than football, right? Like, you know, where, where are you working at right now? Are you working? You know what I mean? What do you, do you like college ball? Do you like the NFL? Um, and I feel like it's just one way to kind of connect with that kid and show them like, hey, bro, I know we're new, but I do care about you and I'm trying to build a relationship with you, you know? That's right. All right, so we're going to keep this thing rolling, guys. Um, we don't have long-winded Coach Willis with us. i gotta got to throw <laughs> some shots in. Normally, guys, if any of y'all listen to the uh, Parker podcast, I'm kind of like uh, Michael Parker. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of in the background getting the little things done, not really talking very much. So I'm getting to talk and be the lead host right now. So we're, we're just killing this practice script. All right, we're rolling <laughs> through this thing. Um, no, no hang up. So we'll go ahead into our overtime session, coach. I don't want to keep you too long here. So do you have, we, we kind of just throw this on our guests. So do you have, um, a topic or maybe a question, you know, for me or just for anybody, like, do you have something you want to speak on with this overtime session? Uh, you, you know, I don't, I, I, I would like to ask you a question. Sure. Um, uh, what is it? What, what would you say? You can hang your head on one of the best things. I really like that question to ask coaches. Look, what would you say yours is? You, you, anything, football, anything? Sure. Um, so, uh, let, I like to get down, you know, when it comes to talking to coaches, um, I'm not trying to, like, shots fired here anybody, but I like to talk kind of actual ball. So, when it comes down to it, I feel like I'm an absolute nutbag when it comes to reads uh, as far as defensively. Um, a lot of people like to rope that into, um, you know, fundamentals and everybody's the cliche thing is we're going to get good at fundamentals. Right. But, um, I, I feel like I am one of the best people, no matter what we're doing defensively, uh, we hone in on our eyes. Um, that's just something that, you know, on the daily, whether I'm a position coach or a coordinator, my group is working on where are our eyes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is Right, it's just the right. number one thing I think defensively that kids screw up on. And I feel like some coaches are just like, well, man, they're going to fly around and get to the football either way. But once you train a kid's eyes defensively, I feel like he just sees the game so much slower. He can see the game better. He can hone in and focus, right? 
Um, right. You you offensive guys like to freaking trade tight ends and and motion <laughs> everywhere and you know just get crazy, right? <laughs> so let's make it simple right. for kids. And I feel like if I had to hang my hat on one thing, that would be it, man. Um, yeah. Getting kids' eyes in the right place. I like that. I yeah. Like that. So yeah. So that there's your overtime question right here. Once again, we're rolling through this thing, man. <laughs> so our second part of our we're going to double overtime right here. So our second part would be something that we are going to ask every single coach we have on here. Pretty much no matter the series, we've been asking this. Um, if you have a couple of pieces of advice for younger coaches or guys who are in college, kind of like you, you know, you described coaching and you know, kind of during your college days. I did the same thing. Um, I didn't play college ball at all. I'm five nine, a little short, stocky dude. Um, I knew I was going to get into coaching. So me personally, I started right out of high school. But like you said, you've done it in college too, so you understand that kind of grind. Um, when all your buddies are having a good time living that college life and you're coaching ball already, you know. So uh, not to get too too far off in a tangent, but if you had to give an aspiring coach a piece of advice or two, what would it be? Uh, I'd just say, Coach, uh, stick with it. Don't be afraid to to do the dirty work. Uh, I, I worked a lot with uh, – Coach Red at Newberry High, and, and he's been there for a very long time. And one of the things he always said and, and does, he still does the nitty gritty stuff, and, and and that makes makes you gives you some value. Um, that's one thing I, I take from from him, and I pass on to younger coaches. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Uh, do what needs to be done. Take the kids home, uh, whatever it is. Pick up the pylons, whatever it is. Go that extra mile, especially as a young coach, because it speaks. Speaks a lot of volume on who you are. Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, there's, there's the annoying a coach. You can annoy an older guy the right way. You know, he might seem like he's frustrated with you, but really he's kind of smiling on the inside, like, all right, this kid, he gets it. You know what I mean? He wants to work. And I know just from being a younger guy on varsity staffs and JV staffs and all that. It wasn't really about what I could coach. It was the fact that I was trying to be there all the time and, you know, would work, right? Um, like Coach said, it, it can be anything, guys. It could be, you know, let's say – because you know, Coach, there, there's like three or four different areas of what we have to do duty-wise, right? So there's like laundry and cloth. You know, there's field maintenance. There's equipment, Right. There's all, all these that. little aspects that people sometimes they just try to specialize in, and that's great and all, but be the guy who can get on the real mower, even if you've got a practice on the practice field, right? Like, get on a zero turn, or you're the guy who can be the the flex guy, the swing guy. Can you paint a line? Can you hold a string? Can you do you know the lawn mower? Can you get on cloth? Can you organize this? Can you fix a helmet? Right. Um, kind of like you said, don't don't be afraid of that. These younger guys really need to learn that because I feel like that's something these older guys really see and they do not like is these guys not really wanting to work behind the scenes, right? Oh yeah. You know, so if it's, I mean, be the be the flex guy, be the swing guy, and the stuff that seems kind of intimidating. Like I know it sounds ridiculous, but everybody's got a grass guy unless you're just all turf. I get it, <laughs> all turf, right? right? Like. 
if you're all turf, I understand. Those guys are probably, Ooh. like, real pissed off, right? The the old school grass guys, they're just like, what the hell do I do now, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, for the grass guys out there, if you've got a grass guy, bother him about it. Be like, hey, man, let me get on this thing a ride. Like, let me cut over the summertime. You get done with a workout. Hey, coach, you need any help? That's the perfect right, time. Right. You're not going to screw anything up, you know? I mean, I, I'm not saying to get on that real mower and start knocking it out on a Thursday before a game. But, nah, don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> but be the flex guy, you know? That's right. Um, the work got to be there for sure. Yeah, for sure. So just be – and, you know, don't be the guy that's like, ah, I didn't get paid for that. I don't get paid for that. Like, yeah. learn a little bit. I'm not saying do it every day, all day, but learn a little bit, you know? I feel like that's something that not a lot of people do nowadays. But, Coach, I really appreciate having you on, man. Uh, that kind of wraps up our overtime. Um, once again, thank you for taking some time out of your evening. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts and things like that, and Coach was really flexible with that. Um, just excited, really, to do this, to have y'all on. And, man, it sounds like we'll get to meet everybody during that uh, clinic day as well. So just excited to see everybody and chop it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Sounds good. I'm looking forward, Coach. Yes, sir. But I appreciate it, man. We're going to go ahead and jump off here. Sounds good. All right, that's all we've got for today's episode of the YCA Podcast. Thanks for listening, and make sure you go to Spotify and hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at YCA underscore podcast. Follow, like, retweet, and share the YCA Podcast, and feel free to send questions or content ideas you'd like to be covered in the future. Thanks again for listening. This is Cam Willis signing off. Until next time, see you.